0: This is Kyle McCord, and you're listening to Austin, Felix, and Matt on the W Debate. Welcome to the Debbie Debate.
1: All right, boys, are we ready to debate? Austin, you tweeted something, girl. You tweeted your running back right 19. Explain yourself. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand, fast. you Who jumped up and.
0: That's Austin Nate. Who is gonna be that guy? And for me, Bijan Robinson is still gonna be that guy. Back to the ground with Robinson,
1: who spins and then tries to bounce it. A stiff arm, another one as he rides it, keeps his balance. They're gonna say he's stepped out, but I'm feeling sharp. I know you didn't think that we would get through this episode without mentioning the name. One, Zach F. Wilson. Screener draw. Oh, Wilson is going to uncork for the end zone. And he drops it in beautifully. And it is his roommate, Dax Milne, on the touchdown.
2: That's Matt Brody. G. Scott Jr. Obviously I whacked poetic back on the last episode, so I won't do that again here.
1: And this time it's Fields on the carry watch out! Justin Fields. Hello! Columbus 51 yards.
0: Bruno, are you ready to go head to head with me? I am. You gotta You're get all my all popcorn out, out here. Hold on. You
2: gotta continue. I, I got Kyle McCord is going to end up winning the job. He's going to be rated higher. Well,
0: I'm not nearly as passionate about what
1: I'm about to talk about. Oh. Our apologies for time to Coach Hurstree and time will get you rescheduled soon. And for Matt Bruning and Austin I'm Felix Sharp. Good night and good luck. It's 9.30 Eastern time. The time zone that's too sexy for itself. That means it's time for the debut debate brought to you by campusdecant.com. That's Matt Bruning. That's Austin Nason. I'm Felix Sharp on an unprotected version of tonight's show. It's mock draft time as Kenneth Walker run his way into the RB1 conversation. and do spencer rattler and hudson card transfer but we start with that aforementioned kenneth walker the wake forest transfer to michigan state leading the country in rushing with 913 yards leading the country in avoided tackles tied with Bijan john robinson that is a uh, statistic provided by rich adams relying on some pff data there gentlemen michigan state is 6-0 number 10 in the ap poll largely thanks to walker's efforts uh, Austin, both you and Matt called back in April that Walker had the potential to be the John Javante Williams for this class. Austin, can he be a potential RB one for the class?
0: It's so tough because I think Spiller has looked really good this year. You know, without a real quarterback there, teams aren't really scared of Zach Calzada, except apparently after he gets taken out of the game with a knee injury and then comes back and just go super saiyan um other than that i mean the causada hasn't played well i mean they've teams have focused on the run um and spiller has still produced it so i i had a hard time seeing him jump him but after that i mean Brees hall's been fine uh he definitely hasn't lived up to kind of his lofty status uh there at iowa state and then behind him you know we've talked about this all season who's the third guy is it Kyron Williams, probably maybe is is it Eric Gray? Probably not. Is it uh, Jerome Ford? Uh, uh, Zonovan Knight, Tyler Algier. I mean, there's all these different guys you can kind of name. Um, so I don't I don't see any reason why he couldn't get up to two. I still think three might be slightly more likely, but I definitely wouldn't count it out.
2: Yeah, he's. I think. His best shot's three. Uh, Brees Hall has actually been really good these past couple weeks. We keep kind of overlooking what he's been doing now. Again, he's really kind of returning back to the production that he had last season, which had him at one for me. I agree with Austin Spiller, I think, has really separated himself. Even though he's had a, a down couple games as well, he's separated himself as kind of the RB one of this class. But I do think Kenneth Walker can get up to three. I mean, there's not really anybody... I think is is miles ahead of him outside of those two. On top of what he's been doing in in avoided tackles and rushing, he also has the most explosive runs over 10 yards at 26. The next closest is Kentucky's Chris Rodriguez, and he also has the most of 15-plus yards at 16. The next closest is Lou Nichols. So, I mean, he's having a really, really good season. I I would not be surprised if he jumps up there. I think the biggest thing that's going to hurt him is is the receiving game. Not that he can't do it. But he doesn't get a lot of uh, a lot of chances or receptions with uh, with the way Michigan State runs their offense.
1: Um, yards per team play, adjusted yards per team play, EPA per play, and all of those metrics, uh, Walker is at Jarek's magic line for year two and well above that line in the third season. Now, I would need Jarek to come on to explain what the heck those metrics mean and what they are, but. In sum, he is putting together a third season um, that is much better than the average for the NFL players who earned a top 12 fantasy season at running back since 2010. So, um Go ahead and jump on the metrics tool at campusdecant.com and take a look at how Kenneth Walker compares to past class. Take a look at all of those metrics. I took a – I'm not going to lie that I had not been watching a lot of Michigan State football up until this point, but they've got some really critical games. So I took a look uh, using Brandon Lejeune's uh, Debbie Dashboard, uh, uh, his film room there, and taking a look at Walker. I, I, he, he's, he's got some juice. Uh, he can make some – Linebackers miss in a phone book booth. He's a very patient runner. It's funny because he reminds me. Well, anytime someone's patient in that green and white, it kind of reminds you of another another former Michigan State running back. Um, But the question is, is is can he catch the football? I think he's got four catches on the season. And then at running back, I really rely on combine times. I want to see that this. Player is a great size adjusted athlete. He has the requisite size or the thickness. He's 5'10", 210 So he's he's fine as far as size, but is he an elite athlete? You see, he has some speed, uh, burst and agility, but it's just uh relatively how much. Matt, I thought you were gonna take your I mean, I put that tweet in there. I thought you were gonna take your shot. I mean, I was like opening up to take no for you to take I'm the good.
2: Shot. I'm I'm typically right. You're typically wrong. So no, I'm I'm I don't need to take my shots at you. I mean, you know, we we, we I well, feel like I bring up Austin don't Hawkins, ask for, the same Jackson, thing for me. <laughs> Zach Wilson. I mean Mayan Williams, you know, I'm I do not need to be petty mad. I'm 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 just I'm okay with just being right, and that's good enough for me.
1: I put in the show sheet, April twelfth, Matthew burning tweets Kenneth – the question I think was, is who's a guy that could have a Javante Williams-like rise? Matthew tweets, Kenneth Walker is a guy I really like. Too much higher on him than anyone else in our group. And of course, I uh, tagged Matthew and said that he was wrong in that tweet. So um, And Matthew didn't, didn't want to take a shot. I mean, look, that's a... Uh,
0: I found it convenient that that Matt's tweet was literally a response to my tweet saying the exact same thing, and you just cropped mine out and took Matt. So th- thanks for that. I appreciate that. I mean, I got you know, there's a rivalry here for a reason. So uh, I didn't even I didn't
1: even notice your tweet, Austin. <laughs> All right. Um, you mentioned you mentioned Brees Hall. Uh, could he potentially be the the number one back guys, or is it Spiller? Is is it Spiller? 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 Or does Brees Hall have a chance? Hmm.
0: It's Spiller for me. I, he's he's so well rounded. I, I think an NFL team is going to love that. I, I really, really do. I I personally wouldn't take him in the first round, but I think that he's, I think he's a better player than Najee Harris was coming out of college. I said that last year. Like I, I think that that he's a better player. I mean, it took Najee four years there at Alabama to have, really have a a wow year, and in my opinion, Isaiah Spiller had a wow year last year. This year is just about maintaining that status. Basically, I think he's done it. Really good receiver. Uh, I, I think he's a, a pretty good athlete. He'll run right around a five forty. Uh, I think his agility times will be very good, too. Um, and he's got NFL size. I So I I just can't take Brees Hall over him as much as I like Brees Hall. There's just something like I've compared I've, like Brees Hall as a prospect is a Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs level guy. And I think Spiller is just a better prospect than that.
2: Uh, I'm t- Well, I'm torn. You always get I, really
0: I, I, offended when I use that mm-hmm. comp, so that's why I decided to throw <laughs> it in there.
2: No, I – uh because Miles Sanders sucks. Um
0: Pittsburgh's finest.
2: I just – it's hard to it, – it's hard to disagree with that right now with the way Spiller's been playing. And, and I still don't think he's been playing that great, but he does have just, I think, a little bit more athleticism than Brees Hall, and that's probably going to matter to NFL GMs. He's probably going to run faster than him. At the combine, I, I outside of that though, I I don't really s- I would go Breeze. I think he's got the safer floor. I really do. I, do I just, think so? there's some things I don't like about
0: Spiller. Do you think Spiller's a better pass catcher than Breeze, or, or no. equal, well, or Breeze is bit. better? Some like the- where where do you think those guys fall? I
2: think Breeze is better, but man, some of the catches that Spiller has made this year. I mean, like I don't that catch he made in the end zone. I want to say it was back in like week two. I don't think Breeze makes that catch. But I think overall I would give Brees the slight nod over spiller in the receiving game. But I mean spiller let us know there. what you
1: th- let us know what you think at Debbie Debate on Twitter. Can uh can Kenneth Walker can he be the RB one or RB two in this class as far as drafted if he comes out in twenty twenty two? All right, Austin. Um we're gonna turn the floor over to you. You have interrupted uninterrupted time. Just go ahead and whatever you need to do. The floor the floor is completely and one hundred percent yours with no interruptions.
0: Why do I feel like Charlie Brown right now? you're lucy okay um <laughs> three housekeeping items as felix mentioned earlier with the player uh metrics tools that he was discussing uh those can be found at campuscanton.com. um if you are not a member over there check feel free to check that out it is $2.99 uh, per month or $29.99 for a year uh beyond those player metrics we have rankings we have adp data we have tons and tons of articles um, uh, betting DFS, just all sorts of different stuff over there. Uh, so go check that out. Um, Saturdays, Saturdays are for college football, guys. So why would we not want to start it earlier than we can and finish it later? We're gonna we have two live shows every Saturday, 10 a.m. The tailgate kicks off. Two hours. The first hour, all CFF, uh, starts, sits, uh, prize picks, all sorts of different things. Second hour, DFS. Uh, and betting and all of that. Uh, So tune into that. And then at the end of the day, we have coast to coast, which gives kind of an instant reaction to everything that's happened uh, during the day. Uh, A bit of a breakdown of everything there. So check that out. Last but not least, we've partnered with prize picks this season, guys. It is a really, really cool platform. It's player props, guys, you know, player props. If you listen to this show, if you, I'm sure you listen to lots of other shows, you, you follow college football, you know, how these guys are expected to do week in, week out. It it, it is basically a a player props uh a platform where you parlay multiple props together, uh, and if you hit you win. Um promo code C2C gets you an initial deposit match up to a hundred dollars. And if you deposit at least twenty bucks, you get a free membership to that campusdecanton.com.
2: Oh, no, he was muted.
1: What happened? (laughs) Wait (laughs) a minute. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that if you deposit, and yes, I was muted. I was so excited that I was muted. $20 on prize picks, promo code C2C. You get a match of up to $100, and you get a free subscription to the website. Is that right?
0: It is correct.
1: All right. I didn't know that, so I just wanted to make sure that I heard that correctly. Promo code C2C, up to $100 match. So you can win your money back. $20 gets you a free subscription to the website. That's crazy. I mean, that's absolutely, that's just a great deal. All right, Um, where are we going here? All right, first question of the night. This is not technically a a Debbie debate, but both Spencer Rattler and Hudson Card were starters entering the 2021 season. Matthew, we'll start this with, with you. Um, what's their future and how do you value them? in Debbie, that's the real question. That's the real important question is how do you value them in Debbie?
2: So I think right now Rattler definitely has more value than Hudson Card because he's at least shown more. Like I was a big supporter, as was Colin of Hudson Card coming into the season. I thought he was going to win the starting job. He looked okay in like a half of football, and that's it. And then got replaced by Casey Thompson, who I know Felix likes, but outside of that, I I don't know that anybody really thinks he's got any kind of NFL upside. Like, he's, I think, going to be a decent college quarterback, great game manager, never really going to make it into the NFL. And then they got Malik Murphy coming in next year, who I think could push him to possibly win that starting job. So right now, Hudson Card, I think, has almost no value because I just don't know... Uh, where he's going to go if he sticks with Texas. If he sticks with Texas and then ends up panning out next year getting to start a job, then, yeah, his value is going to shoot back up. But right now, he's got almost none. Spencer Rattler, I still think, has some value. I do think he likely transfers. You know, we've talked a lot about this on the past couple weeks, even before it was like the hot topic. Felix and I were talking about Spencer Rattler coming back 2023. Now everybody's saying it. I do think that if he comes back, he's going to be smart enough to go to a school that kind of boost his draft capital up some. He's going to go somewhere where he can play decently, even if it's not a, like, big-name school, and and regain back some of the draft capital that he's lost this year by playing poorly and then getting benched. So I, I still value him probably in, like, the QB 15, 12 to 15 range uh, right now for Debbie, and I think if if someone else thinks that he's going to pan out, and we know there's still people out there who believe in him. I would probably try and sell him now because there's a realistic shot that his stock takes a massive tank next year too.
0: We've been talking a lot about this the past couple of weeks. It's so hard to figure out what to do with guys when they just massively disappoint. Like when you're dropping guys down your list that it's really, really tricky because you don't want to react too harshly to recent negativity surrounding a player. But I also, you know, a lot of these guys don't bounce back. So that, that's that been the big struggle for me uh, with him. I'm actually, I think I'm buying Spencer Rattler right now. I think he's going to be so cheap in a lot of leagues. I don't, I, that that I, like, I think you can get him for like nothing. I'd, I'm willing to take that bet. We've seen, as Matt said, a whole year out of him that was, he improved throughout the year. I mean, and we kind of thought that he was going to just kick on and he, and he never did. So I, I think he's a buy. I just, I, I really want to know where he ends up. Cause I think that will alter how I think about him quite a bit.
2: Where do you think the you best know, place I, for him is?
1: And you talked about this on, on campus life this week,
0: Colin. So we discussed it like live during the show and we were like, I don't really have a good place. Cause he can't go back home. Like, you know, he's from Arizona. If Jaden Daniel stays, he's not going to go to Arizona. He probably won't start at ASU. The Southern California schools, he probably doesn't fit in. Colin DMed me today and said that he thinks that Oklahoma State would be a really good place for him.
1: Oh, I that would, th- be, I, I
0: that would create that.
2: such a great storyline, too. Could you imagine him going back to Oklahoma and then beating Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley? <laughs> I kind of no, want to no, see it happen I can't now. imagine
1: him doing it. I would love to see that game uh, being played. but Doesn't that seem uh,
0: like what would fuel him, though? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, all right,
1: let I mean, okay. I my the question is how do you value value them? And right now, I don't know that Spencer Rattler has any NFL value for 2022. So the question is whether or not he can rehab his image. And I all right, I'm going to say something about Spencer Rattler, but I'm going to label the behavior, not the person. Okay. So I'm going to label the behavior, not the person. Spencer Rattler is acting like a little bitch. Uh, from him storming off the field, I mean, we already saw. We talked. We talked extensively about the QB one stuff. Um, I just don't think that that is going to play well at all when he gets into interviews with. Uh, NFL GMs and NFL owners. Now he can chalk it up as him being overly competitive, but the rumors were that this guy's teammates did not like him and that they gravitated towards Caleb Williams. So if you're going to be that type of player, you have to be exceptional. You have to be exceptional. Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is a similar type personality. He's exceptional, but you can't be Ryan Leaf and act that way it's just not I don't it's not going to work. So I don't see a player who there's no way. There's no way that he, that he's starting the rest of the year absent injury. And I don't see how he can make the jump to the NFL after this season with this kind of black mark on his resume. So
0: where uh, do you wanna where do you wanna see him go, Felix? Do you have any spots in mind? Oh, so uh, let, let me you. I I need to Google
1: college football teams and I'll uh <laughs> Go, Report go, back, go through it. No, I don't. I don't have a place in mind for him. I mean, but he is he is an arm talent, so you would want to go see him go to a place where they're going to make opposite hash throws and and you know B- BYU. What about BYU? Well, w- well, you know what? Jeff Grimes
0: went to Baylor. What if he went to Baylor? Baylor. Would went to Baylor. I think LSU would be a good spot for him too because they're going to have a new coach. Like Matt Johnson
1: know. is fine. He's not unseating Max yeah, Johnson. Like, I
0: think if you hire a new coach, like did then all bets is as to what is already on that roster are off. Because Johnson's been fine. Like I don't think he's been like amazing.
2: Does new coach want to bring in Spencer Rattler
0: though? It depends, right. yeah, who right. they hire. But I like I could yeah. see a, a coach being like, I'm gonna bring in my guy. That's Let's a, right I mean,
1: right. to go to new, to go to you LSU, be hired as a head coach, and then to bring in a player like Spencer. I mean, that's an immediately polarizing decision to do something like that. So, what were we going to say, Matt?
2: No, I was, I forgot that, um, I was going to say that I, I kind of want to see him go to, uh, Arkansas, but I forgot KJ Jefferson's coming back for one more year. I don't know. Yeah, he, he has at least
0: one more in. year. Yeah, I know that he'd bring him in. Well, this will be I interesting. Mean, I,
2: Feel like those two would fit perfectly well with those uh I think they got a lot of the same personality traits if I'm being honest that doesn't about.
0: necessarily always work out though. Two, two oh, guys I are I, agree similar, you, just... I
2: I think it would be uh it'd be interesting at least. I think they would make it interesting.
1: All right. Um d- do we have time for uh, this next segment here, one of my favorites. Do I need to do we need to yeah, do I need to filibuster here at all? Or are we uh I
0: think we're ready. Uh, are we good? All right, guys. All right. So It's time
1: for Austin's lukewarm take. take it away. It's been a couple weeks,
0: guys. I am back. I think I picked a really good lukewarm take for this week. Look, there are some defenses in college football that are just so bad. That by week five, everybody knows you play the guy playing them because he's going to go off. And it just is a hundred. It's a fact. It's factual. That defense this year is Missouri's rush defense. So much so that Colin and I on the Campus to Canton pod every week do a start sit segment. And we made a rule that you cannot choose the running back going against Missouri anymore because it's just Always a huge performance. Well, guess who gets to play Missouri this week? Isaiah Spiller and the Texas A&M Aggies. Isaiah Spiller is going to be the top performing running back in the FBS this week as Texas A&M tears up a poor, poor Missouri rush defense. Wow! So Isaiah Spiller, the guy it's a good game against Missouri. They, they- the guy
2: that you just picked is the RB one of this class is going up against, as you said, the worst rush defense in, in college football, and you picked him to have the best week of.
1: I mean, I don't even. Know it would have been lukewarm. better. That's just like a. It would have like been better. Baby take like. It would have been better if there. you said he's going to have at least sixty-five yards rushing, <laughs> and I'm taking the over on. A half a touchdown. Like, I wanted to say uh, he was
0: going to have his best collegiate game, but I figured that's no longer lukewarm. That's no longer that's too bold. That's bold.
1: Yeah. Yes, yes. All right, Austin's lukewarm take is over. Me and Matthew yeah. do not have uh, bold take. Hey, that timed up perfectly with the music. It's almost like we produced the show. Um, uh, uh, Matthew and I do not have. Bold takes today. We'll have them next week, maybe, or we won't. All right, let's get in to this right now, boys. Are we ready for the Debbie Debates? Yes, let's sir. do it. All right, this first one came up in the in the, in the pre-show, and we need to ask it first and get this out of the way. What is the proper way to separate dates or phone numbers? Is it dashes, slashes, or periods? And now I'm a periods man because it looks cleaner. <laughs> It looks it looks cleaner, Matthew. All those are the dashes and the slashes. <laughs> it's not as clean. So go ahead and, and defend defend your take with the dashes.
2: The, with I mean I dashes think I think, I think Mr. Period man is probably the most unclean of the world sorry i haven't had much sleep i apologize um i mean if we're talking about phone numbers then the dashes is the best way to do a phone number i've never seen a a period put in a phone number it's just not that's not how you do things with the dates either i mean i would actually lean toward austin's choice of the slashes i didn't really think about that i just put dashes period is clearly the worst solution of them all as is showing in the poll right now, where you were getting absolutely destroyed.
0: Felix took his burners and voted for period, the period option on that. That's the only vote. The other three, died. the three votes, yes. <laughs>
1: the three votes for period. All right. Um, the answer is periods. We're going to move on here. Answer the poll. Go ahead and answer the poll. What What is the proper way to, to write a date? Do You use dashes, slashes, or periods at W debate on Twitter. All right one of these g5 quarterbacks secures first or second round draft capital uh Austin will start with you Carson Strong Malik Willis or Grayson McCall
0: wait do i have to pick one they're all going to get it
1: nope I think, get it too, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that they're all going to get it too actually yeah i think that they're all going to get it too this is matthew's question so i mean i, I had to pick one, want- one Matt. pick one if the i one have
2: that to you're pick the most most secure if you want to make it harder first round maybe not even first and second first round
0: so i was as this might be hot takey i actually don't i'm not convinced that carson strong goes round one or if he does it's like a team that trades up to like the 29th pick to get that fifth year or whatever on him I, i i don't know that he goes any earlier than that i mean i think the the most obvious answer is malik willis Right. I mean, some teams going to fall in love with his tools. They're going to ignore that he threw three interceptions last week against a directional Tennessee school. Um, and they're going to think they can he fix him. he had that him.
1: touchdown. He had that touchdown, though. That that would gonna, never Bo, Bo Nix's touchdown
0: the week before that was better, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and no, we're not that's... talking about that anymore. Uh, so, uh, like, I. I get, I get the legs and the tools argument. I get that people really want to bet on those things, and people are using Jalen Hurts as an example. And he's still very inconsistent. Yeah, and, the, and he's not like he he's he's putting up a lot of the Eagles yardage, but he's not like he hasn't like transformed that offense. And you know what let, I mean. Gonna, so.
1: let me t- let's take a, a brief a brief um uh, what's the word What's the word when you talk about something else? Um, I, anyway, Gregway? yes, no like when you're talking about something and you want to say you want to talk about something else it's uh i want to talk a little bit about jalen hurts because i saw somebody post that jalen hurts uh, has had a top i think it was ryan mcdowell actually jalen hurts has been a top 12 quarterback every week this season and i posted something a month or so ago about um, the fantasy community placing too much emphasis on rushing at the quarterback position and it's like Jalen Hurts, highlighting Jalen Hurts being a top 12 quarterback is exactly what I'm talking about because, yes, he is. But we're, most of us are playing dynasty leagues and or campus to Canton leagues where long-term value means something. So if you are building around Tim Tebow and Jalen Hurts, long-term, those aren't sure bets. I mean, they're not good passers. And that's kind of the point that I was making, and it's being emphasized. Yeah, but Jalen Hurts... Top 12 quarterback every year this year. That's fine. But if are you now going to take Jalen? Like, who would you rather have over the next three years? The next three years, Jalen Hurts or Tom Brady?
0: I'd rather have Brady. I'd rather have that's Brady what, over a lot of guys.
1: I, I don't know that Jalen Hurts is the starter for Philadelphia next year. I don't know that he's the starter for year. I don't know that he's trending towards securing his job. And that's exactly the point that I'm making. If you're playing in redraft leagues and it's a one-year thing, fine. But when we say that the NF that the dynasty or the fantasy community is playing too much emphasis on rushing, don't throw like Tim Tebow back and say, well, Tim Tebow was a, like, that's actually underscores my point because how many points did Tim Tebow score last week or the week after the week before that? So uh, I don't, I mean, is it even in tight end premium leagues, did he score any points? No, I don't think he did. So, all right. Um, I mean, I Can still think it on? matters, no. though.
2: No, because I want to ask you guys a different not, question expand. I'm on not that. saying, I'm not saying, well, no, so, I'm not
1: saying it doesn't matter. I'm just saying that we're playing a long-term game. Most of us, in especially on on fantasy Twitter, are playing a long-term game, and so. Right.
2: But he could be the next. Is. He could be the next Blake Bortles, and Blake Bortles lasted f- four or five years, and I understand that's not. The long game, like you're talking about when you have like a Justin Herbert or an Aaron Rodgers, but if you just talked about Tom Brady, now I would agree. I'd still take Tom Brady over Jalen Hurts, but if you're telling me that he can be a solid fantasy starter for the next four or five years, because even if he doesn't land with Philly, some other team might take a chance on him, then he does still have value. If, if you think that all three of them can go in the first round, or first and second round, as the question is worded, then Austin, who would you bet on? being the most consistent for fantasy the next 5 years.
1: That's a good question.
2: Thank you. Only kind I of have, but awesome answer. Oh.
1: No, that's not true. You you asked how would we rank these four wide receivers and you put Keshawn Boutte as one of them.
2: Because that matters. You took him out. I actually think that matters. For I did. Question, it matters for the question. We'll
1: we'll, get, we'll talk about it. When we, we're having a show meeting right here in front of in front of everybody.
0: I appreciate awesome. you buying me some time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um shit. If I have to bet on one of those guys to be the most consistent, i oh my God. And this is like such an indictment. I, I don't know if the thing, and Matt and I talked about this on Devi on his on the Debbie Wire show. The thing that, that will fall into Malik Willis and Grayson McCall's favor is I think legs buy these guys a little more time to develop. Like if you're a bad pocket passer right out the gate. I think, and you don't offer anything with your legs. I think it's very difficult to keep a job, as we've seen over the past few years. Those those guys just the cerebral part of the game takes a while to learn. NFL teams ain't given the time to learn anymore. So I think just right off the bat, even if Carson Strong has is like you know the floor, but maybe not the ceiling guy. Like I I wouldn't pick him. I I I, I would pick one of those other two guys, but I oh Willis. Willis, that yes. really hurt to say. Willis.
2: I would take L- Malik Willis as well, since Felix is muted. Uh, but I do think Grayson McCall is close just based on what he's actually doing. And I understand he's not playing great competition, but how accurate Need he's Malik been. Wells. That's true. But how accurate he's been, I do think he's got an NFL arm and what he can do with his legs. I think I'd give him the slight upside over Carson Strong as well. So it would be one of those two for me.
1: I was just going to say that I wish that we could combine Malik Willis and Carson Strong into one player because Malik Willis has the arm strength and Grayson McCall has more of the accuracy, and I wish I could combine those things. But um, I like I like all of these guys, and I I Grayson McCall is trending towards being an NFL quarterback. He just is. I mean, he's he still has the time to develop that arm strength um I don't know that we always we saw some NFL throws this year and quite frankly I'm sorry these RPOs where they're sucking in all the linebackers and throwing it over the top to Isaiah likely that's not an NFL throw but he is making some when he's making these hole shots and against cover 2 when he's throwing these deep outs those are NFL throws I mean he keeps showing those on some of his tapes on on on, on his tape in addition to um the mobility all right um so let's say Isaiah Spiller comes off the board first in 2022. Uh, Matthew, the second RB off the board is? I'm
2: still going to say Brees Hall. Uh, I, I do think Kenneth Walker is working his way toward that, but I still think Brees Hall has the safest floor. He's had the production for now three years. If he continues trending the way he has the past couple of weeks, he's going to produce just like he has the first two years of his career. Where Kenneth Walker was good last year, not great. This year he's been amazing. Obviously that worked in Javante's favor. Oh, oh no, Etienne did go before Javante. I apologize. But um, if, though he's he's looking amazing this year and, and clearly is much better than we thought he was going to be, I, I still would lean Reese Hall.
0: The NFL, especially, especially at running back, Tends to favor the guy that did it most recent. I think generally, especially if you look at the past couple of drafts, that's kind of how it's played out. And Kenneth Walker has done it more recently than, than Brees Hall has. Like his on a per touch basis, he's been significantly better than Brees Hall has ever been, I believe. Uh, I mean, I, I know yards per carry is not, uh, or yards per touch is not a particularly predictive stat, but just looking at it, he's he's over seven yards per carry this year. Brees' is best is five point, is 5.6, and I can't say that Michigan State is any better of a team than any of those Iowa State teams the past couple of years. I mean, they've had a very weak schedule. I think they're going to, we're about to learn. A little bit about Michigan State here, with Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan on their schedule here over the next month. Plus Maryland, Indiana. I mean, some of these teams that we thought might be good. So, I, I've been sitting here thinking about this since we talked about it earlier. I'm I might like if if I could get a sports book to like give me which running back would go second. I don't know that I could get that. I might take Kenneth Walker. Is that bet?
1: Well, Austin, you mentioned uh, on a per-touch basis, I mean, if we're going to use that measuring stick, hasn't Rashad White been more productive than Brees Hall? I mean, I think if you looked at those numbers that he has, Rashad White has been very, very efficient. Now, he's older, and I think that the NFL is kind of I, – I think that the NFL pays attention to that. Um, but I've, I've said it, I think, on this show or somewhere, Rashad White is the one player that I'm going to have rostered on every dynasty league because I think he's going to go You know, maybe uh, day – late day three or early day four it's kind of the same way where the same area where Ramondre stevenson was taken uh this year i can see rashad white going in that year and he's he's got the size he's got the athletic ability and he can catch the ball rashad white is a bell cow running back it's just a matter of is he going to be in the nfl long enough to get that opportunity and he's going to have the draft capital where someone is going to feed him the rock but Rashad White is absolutely profiles as a as a as a bell cow. For um, what it's
0: worth, Rashad White's two years at Arizona State here last year the covid year uh, shortened obviously and this year he combined those two years he still had fewer touches than Kenneth Walker has this year. And and if you take his on a per touch basis, he's averaging 7.1 yards per carry. Again, I understand it's not predictive. Please don't come after me for that. It's the same as Kenneth Walker this year, 7.1. So I don't even necessarily think that he's, ne- he's out producing him on a per touch basis. He gets a lot less vol- volume. I wish we could get more volume out of him, but I also love Chip Trianum, so I don't want to wish that. But you know what I mean. All then right. Let me get both. This next
1: question, and then we're going to get to our two round Debbie Mock. Is Lincoln Riley overrated? And the reason I ask this question is Spencer Rattler was his hand picked guy. He had Baker Mayfield. He had Kyler Murray, he had Jalen Hurts, all transfers. But the player that he picked to develop from the beginning has not panned out and has regressed this season. Speaking of identity, uh, labeling the behavior, Lincoln Riley is acting like a bitch too. You won't name the starter for against TCU. It's going to be Caleb Williams. He canceled the media uh, uh, availability. I mean, it's some bitch assness going all over that uh, uh OU program between Spencer Rattler and Lincoln Riley. But all right, let me turn it over to Austin. Take this first. Is Lincoln Riley overrated as a quarterback guru?
0: What other college football coach, whether it's an offensive coordinator or a QB coach or a head coach or whatever, has produced two Heisman quarterbacks, another that made it to the final voting in the past decade alone, in the past six years alone, and we want to call them a bum because they they effed up one guy. I mean, and by all accounts, as you just said, he's being a bitch. So I mean, I have a really hard time laying down on Lincoln Riley. I I um I will say the one thing his name comes up a lot for NFL head coaching jobs, and the one thing that we've seen that is not transitioned well from college coaches to the NFL is those guys that cannot they have to control every aspect of things. They're control freaks. It's, it's why Nick Saban, I mean, they call him the nictator at, at Alabama. It's why he didn't work out in the NFL. It's why I think why urban Meyer has not particularly been working out because he's just so used to being able to, you know, I could recruit whatever guy I want. I can, you know, set this and that. And, and there's no repercussions for whatever I'm doing. And uh, that, that's why a lot of these college coaches haven't worked out. And for him, the college the student newspaper kid finds his way into an adjacent dorm or or academic building and is watching practice cuz Lincoln Riley won't talk about the quarterback situation at all sees that Caleb Williams is getting all the first team snaps reports it and immediately Lincoln Riley says no more media access for the rest of the week tries to revoke this this student newspaper's uh, media credentials i mean that's a big red flag for me as the control freak thing for an nfl coach i'd actually be very hesitant if i i've heard his name called for the raiders i'd be very hesitant if i was a raiders fan uh, to wish lincoln riley upon my program at this point
2: no he's not and i don't even really have that big an issue with what he just did because i think he's trying to manage spencer rattler and i i think that's very obvious we you have to I mean Sorry. that's what you think. He can't think that. He's a head coach. It just it goes exactly back to a conversation we had on an episode a while back about Ryan Day and what was going on with the Ohio State quarterbacks. You have to manage these guys, and that matters. You can't just throw these guys to the Wolves or or throw them under the bus because other recruits, look at that. And these other kids coming, look at that. And these guys at Oklahoma have to know now, assuming Lincoln Riley stays there, you're going to have somewhat of like the, the same issue you're having at OSU. We're going to have multiple quarterbacks coming in every single year, right? And if you don't want Caleb Williams to think, okay, well, if I have a bad couple halves, I'm going to get benched and he's going to throw me under the bus like he did Spencer Rattler. You have to manage those things. While I agree, I'm, I'm not going to go and call Spencer Rattler a bitch, while I agree he's not handling things the right way, he's 19 years old. I bet 19-year-old Felix was a little bit of a bitch. Like, let's, let's behaving,
0: just be honest. Behaving like, behaving <laughs> 39, like a bitch. 39-year-old Felix. Well, yeah. Behaving,
2: 39-year-old <laughs> Felix sometimes behaves a little bit. So
1: You guys my, my are assholes. <laughs> Since all the profanity is. is coming out in this episode. <laughs>
2: My point is, he's the head coach. He's the adult in the room. He's got to manage these guys. So I I don't love the way he handled it. He probably could have handled it a whole lot better. Is is
0: Is it throwing him under the bus, though, just to say, look, Caleb came in last week, performed well above expectations, and brought us back to a huge win against a rival. We're going to give him the chance to repeat that performance because of how well he played last week. I don't think that throws Rattler under the bus, does it? I
2: agree with you on that part, but I think the reason he doesn't have the media at practice is because now it goes out to exactly what just happened. They said Caleb Williams taking all the snaps, right? So now everybody's going to say, okay, well, Caleb Williams is a starter. Lincoln Riley hasn't had that chance to address that in the media. He hasn't had a chance to come out and say, hey, exactly what you said. It's, hey, We're going to give Caleb Williams a chance to continue to improve on what he did last week. This is not an indictment against Spencer Rattler, but this is that instead it comes out because I don't have any issues with the kid doing what he did. That's actually kind of smart on his part. I think that's where the frustration comes from on, on Riley's side and why he did what he did. I don't agree with it, but I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing. And I agree with Austin, like Baker Mayfield, um, Oh my God. Why is this Ky- Kyler Murray yeah. was considered a really good prospect, but Baker was not by the time he got to Oklahoma. And you talk about Jalen hurts who made it to the Heisman. Let's also talk about the fact he was talking about as like a fifth or sixth round pick before he showed up at Oklahoma and he turned him into a second round pick. He's a starting quarterback in the NFL. You cannot say that he's a failure or not good at college football or not a good coach because he hasn't been able to produce anything at a Spencer Rattler. So he's had one miss in the past six years. A lot better than I would say 99% of the coaches in the NFL because Saban's put quarterbacks in the NFL, but he ain't coaching them. He's not teaching those guys anything. He coaches on the defensive side. It's his offensive coordinators, put Tua, Mac Jones, Jalen hurts before he transfers to Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley is doing that all himself. The next closest person you have to that right now is Ryan day. And he's done it with one guy. And you can't, I don't even know if you could say that was Justin Fields because Justin Fields transferred in from Georgia and he had somewhat of the skill set before he got there to Ryan day. So, No, you cannot disparage him, and I I know you threw the guy who posted this question under the bus in our chat here, but I I think that's – if I'm being honest, I don't mean any disrespect. That's kind of a dumb question, as I think Lincoln Riley is one of the better coaches in college football.
1: If Caleb Williams gives you the best chance to win, and based on that Texas game, I have no reason to believe that that's not the case. You have to not only start him, but there cannot be like a, we're going to bring in Spencer Rattler for a couple of drives here and there because Caleb Williams is behind. First of all, he's a freshman. He didn't start the season. And if you are a team with championship aspirations, he needs as many reps as he can get. And that includes game reps. So he should be named the starter be, because you're 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 trying to win a championship, we haven't seen the best of Marvin Mims, Mario Williams, Jadon Hazelwood. It's terrible, uh, and Mike Woods. We haven't seen that all year, and we saw a glimpse of it. We saw a glimpse of it with Caleb Williams. In he gives you, or it appears that he gives you the best chance to win because he's throwing the ball all over the place. In addition, in addition to be, being able to run the ball, and that being able to run the ball. He is going to really stress defenses uh, if he continues to develop that because we saw—I mean, we saw him giving his wide receivers chances on the on those one-on-ones—and like there are only so many things you can defend on the field as a defensive coordinator. If your quarterback can run, then you got to put guys in the box to stop him. If he can throw the ball, you got to put safeties back. But you can't really do both, and he makes you defend both. He's really going to open up the field for that OU offense. All right let's move on. Debbie debates are Debbie done. Let's move on to the two round Debbie mock draft without, I'm just going to go right here. I have the first pick uh, because I'm the, I think we decided this based on um, in the discord who everyone said their favorite was. And so that's why I have the first pick. And of course
2: yeah, I, I did it, but I, I was going to pick the worst player first. So it left better value going <laughs> on down the board. So
1: Rashad white. Come on uh, down. Uh, 101. <laughs> And for the sake of this draft, we should, all right, first of all, let's set, let's establish some things. This is a super flex tight end premium uh, Debbie slash C2C mock draft. That does not include who we project to be the class of 2022. So no Chris Olave, no Garrett Wilson, no Matt Corral, no Sam Howe. We are going to include Spencer Rattler is eligible for this draft because we think there's a very good chance that he comes back and he's a part of the 2023 class. I'll also add, I think George Pickens. I think we have to include George Pickens to be a member of the 2023 class. I I just think we should include him here. So he, George, I'm going to make George Pickens also eligible in this draft. All right. Who's who was the second favorite? Uh, Austin. All right, Austin's the second favorite. He's got the next pick. Oh, I'm you sorry. Did, you didn't, didn't even say, say who you were. I talking. didn't even say I'm taking Bijan Robinson one on
0: one. That's a smart pick, I suppose. Uh, oh, man, I have a couple different places I can go here. Uh, give me, give me, uh, cause I know if I don't take I'll give me Travion Henderson. It, a, I know if I don't take him here, Matt takes him as one of the next two picks, and B, I think he's better than any other running back in college football, and I'm still not totally sold in any of the uh, the quarterbacks. So
1: It seemed like we were taking him too high at 7 and 8 in C2C draft. It wasn't. It wasn't too high.
2: No. I mean, I argue he should have gone 1, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, I will take with pick 3 here, uh, Kayshawn Butte. He's the best wide receiver. I think he's, he's the top-tier wide receiver here. And then the second, my second pick here, I think I might surprise some people. I know Felix said this is going to be a Debbie-slash-C2C draft, but when I'm drafting this early in a draft, I'm, I'm realistically going for my high-end Debbie guys because I want, I want them to produce on the college level for me, obviously in C2C, but I do want them on my NFL rosters. I'm going to go Jameer Gibbs. Uh, I just think he's got better NFL upside than most of the running backs left available. There's one other guy I really want here. I bet Austin might take here before it he gets back to me, but I, I, I like what Gibbs can do. I don't know that he'll produce on the college side, but I do think he's going to be a really good NFL back. So I'm going to take Gibbs.
1: I think that there's still some value at, um, well, it's my pick. So, Oh no, I, a, it's my pick. No, that's it's not. not. Oh, it's awesome. You get to double up that. after Austin. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: So this is going to come off as kind of bold. I know it's not my MO. Um, I'm going to take Caleb Williams here. I'm going to take Caleb Williams here as the first quarterback off the board. I'm still, it's close between him, Bryce Young, uh, and Bryce Young obviously played a few more games here. But my big question on Caleb Williams coming out this year was he was just so raw as a passer. Mm -hmm. Like his high school, a lot of his high school passing was bad. He was a 55% completion percentage passer in high school. Bad. He was incredible. He had multiple throws last week. That just blew me away. He really, really did. Um I'm gonna take Caleb Williams here. And uh I don't think it's I mean, we're taking
1: I think it is bold to take Caleb Williams over Bryce Young. Bryce Young is the I wanna take somebody else here, but I guess I'm well, doubling got up picks. so I can. Yeah, I got two I got two picks, so um, and the question is, is, do I take a running back or do I take a wide receiver? I think the wide receiver that I really want is going to fall. The running back that I would take here hasn't um, has been up and down this season. That said, I'm still going to go ahead and take Tank Bigsby here.
2: So you took Bryce Young and Tank Bigsby.
1: Yeah, since you
2: know, yeah. okay. I'm just saying. Uh, well, because you mentioned Bryce Young, but you didn't actually say like I'm taking Bryce Young. I'm You're taking like, yeah.
0: Bryce. I'm taking Bryce Young. Okay. Taking Bryce Bryce Young, You guys are making this too easy on me. I'm going to go Zach Evans, a guy that I have above. That's who I. That's above who Tank I was Bigsby gonna, at this point. Yeah, I've that's who I was. Been great this fall. year. Yep.
2: All right, well, since he took Zach Evans, I will take a quarterback here. I was I was leaning Zach Evans. I was hoping that he would fall. And why not take the best college quarterback in the land? It's Quinn Ewers, baby. Uh, why not? I, I I know a lot of people are saying CJ Stride with the way he's been playing this year is solidified as the starter in 2022. I don't necessarily think that's true. I've watched every single snap of his games in Ohio State, and he's been much better. But as Austin and, my, and me talked about on the Debbie Wire Show – He's just making good throws. He's really not doing anything that impressive. I'd be curious to see if he actually keeps that job next year. I believe in Quinn Ewers' talent moving forward. I think he's going to be very good. So I will take him here, knowing that he might have to sit a year. After that, this is the. You know what? I'm gonna take. I'm just gonna take Jackson Smith Jigba. I I think he is really good. He's probably going to be the next best. Wide receiver in that 2023 class behind Butte. Uh There's a couple running backs here that I like, but I think at least one of the three that I like will fall back to me in the next round, so I'm going to take Jason.
0: So, oh, this is a tough one here. Um, do I have all my Tier 1 guys off the board yet? No, I don't. Uh, okay, that makes my decision a little bit easier then. I'm going to go Jackson Dart, quarterback yeah. USC. Um looked really good. That one game that he had looked like he belonged. Um, I think he gets the job next year. Um, So uh, I'll take Dart. Yeah.
1: And if this was a C2C league, I would feel great about um, both of these next two picks because wide receiver is a uh, really difficult position to fill. And I'm going to take Josh, Josh, uh, Josh Downs and Quentin Johnston. Uh, Quentin Johnson is hurt. But, um, you know, C2C League, I, I mean, first, both of these guys are going to really look really good on analytics. And, and Josh Downs specifically is carrying me in that uh, Eric Froton and Thor Nightstrom 50 uh, Team Fantasy League. Um, just two players who are going to put up wide receiver one numbers or close to wide receiver num- one numbers, and they have NFL futures. So back to back with Josh Downs and Quentin Johnston.
0: Is it just 2023 class and 2024 class? What do you mean? You get the, you're going to take some high school? Well, I've mixed in my 2025 class already. I have.
2: Well, I yeah. Have, well, I, I mean, I guess. I mean, yeah, because we're, we're, we're taking
0: right out. Now. If we're taking out 2022,
1: we're essentially moving ahead one year. So, yeah. Nicholas Singleton?
0: Jadon Blue. I'm going to take Jadon Blue, Blue. Running back. Te- uh, he's going to Texas. He sat out this year, his senior year of high school, to do that. Look, if. Bijan sits out next year, which I should. I think Blue can take that job immediately. Yeah, he's he's basically just as good of a prospect as Bijan was coming out of high school, in my opinion. So, is he a five star prospect? No, I think he's a uh, No, I think he's four star. He's not at the he's not the top rated back in the class going to twenty four seven.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. It's Um, is it Robinson still, or is it singles? Probably.
0: Mm -hmm. No No, Robinson. No, it's. Oh, no, it's,
2: it's Henderson. It's Emmanuel Henderson. That's right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I remember now. All right. Um, so that me two picks. I'm taking Michael Mayer. I mean, he's one of two tight ends that I think is, is like solidified. I I know I got, I got some crap on on Twitter Uh the other day for saying, I think when he goes into the NFL, he's immediately a top five tight end. Uh, I, I, I feel safe saying that I, I, you know, I hate to say Felix may be right on something, but I mean, he, I think he could be just as good as Kyle Pitts. Like, my God, this kid's been amazing this year. I think he's going to be even better next year when, when, when Buckner probably plays better. So I'm, I'm all in on Michael Mayer there. <sighs> this is where things get interesting because I don't know if I want to go wide receiver or running back. I've got two wide receivers. I've got, what, one running back right now, right? I'm looking at my list wrong. I'm going to take LJ Johnson. Aggies. I like Johnson. It's between him and Will Shipley. Probably should have gone Shipley because he's already done something this year with Clemson, but I, I like LJ Johnson. They likely are going to give him the ball starting next year, so give me LJ.
0: not who I thought you were going to take. Um, it gives me a very tough Tough decision here.
2: This is great radio. No,
0: I'm going to go. Is, Z- I'm going to awesome. go Xavier worthy. I'm going to go Xavier worthy here. I'm not necessarily a huge believer on worthy yet. I think that he does not end up being the wide receiver one in that class. Um, And I'm, I, I'm honestly not even sure he ends up being an alpha, like projecting as an alpha to the NFL. I really don't know. Um but he's certainly had a couple of big games here recently. And so screw it. Why not?
1: I'm getting some of my favorite players and um, uh, I'm going to go with Jojo Earl with one of these picks. Um, I'm, I've got, I'm looking, I think I have the top uh, other, I got Jackson Smith. Oh wait, I'm not looking at my rankings, I'm looking at everybody's rankings, but between Johnston um, downs and, and Earl, I would have the top three of the top four uh, wide receivers that we're projecting for for next year. So Joe, Joe Earl, who's been in my top 10, um, we had rankings. And this one is hard because there's not really a quarterback that I'm going to feel confident in. And I kind of want to go back to the running back well, but the question is, is it Will Shipley or someone else? Uh, I think I can get this the player that I'm considering later so I'll just go, and it's hard to um, think this fast. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Will
0: Shipley here. was hoping Shipley would fall. <clears throat> All right, so if we're at that point, then um, I'm going to – I'll take my QB1 in the 2025 class, Drew Waller. He's going to Penn State. I If you haven't watched his kid play yet, um, he is like basically the perfect modern quarterback. Um throws off platform like with ease, all the tools in the world. Um, and I mean, I know we say this about a lot of freshman quarterbacks. Unless Penn State brings in a transfer, I'd be shocked if he doesn't start day one. Because the backup couldn't even catch a snap last week against Iowa. You watched that, and they don't have anybody else in the roster. Sean Clifford's out of there. So like unless they bring in any sort of transfer, there's zero chance that he does not start day one.
2: Uh, all right. So this is my last two picks. <laughs> This
0: is- we went through this really fast.
2: Hmm. I kind of want to go with 2025. guy. I really do, but... Jace McClellan's still here. You got Hall still here. Damn. And I know who my last pick is. I just got to figure out who this one's going to be. Uh...
1: We should just sit here in silence while you decide.
2: No, I'm, I'm not going to let – I'll just constantly talk so, you know, it's not just blank radio and then people are looking at their phones and be like, something wrong with the podcast? Uh, I will take Hall. I, I still think he's going to be the better wide receiver at Alabama. I think he's going to be the top guy here in 2024, so I, I, I'll stick with him. And then my last pick, I've got to stay on brand. It's going to be Kyle McCord. I mean, he's, he's going to transfer somewhere. He's going to be an absolute stud. He's going to be the top quarterback in 2024. Twenty-four. I'm I'm all in, baby.
1: Hey, you can just cut that and enter it into the intro, and then you know you're all and you're all good. Nah, I'm you're good. all good. All right, I've got my last pick here, and there are there are a lot of options. I mean, I said George Pickens is still on the board, but I I'll, I'll just tell you what I'm thinking. Yeah, you just because, skipping
2: Austin. You know, he, he's got a big oh, Do you oh, guys oh. trade?
1: Was there trade out? Uh, like I'm not even. Oh my Felix bad. Sees, All right. Felix Austin, sees the value my,
2: on the board. He wants Spencer Rattler. He's trading up. With my
0: bad, Austin. I
1: we did skip you. And then I'll recap on on the
0: picks after I make my pick. I. uh So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a guy here that I probably wouldn't take, but I just want to talk about him for like ten seconds. I, Raheem Sanders, running back at Arkansas. I'm gonna take here. In a normal hmm. draft, I would probably take Branson Robinson over him, a, a guy that. Uh we haven't seen yet, but he's going to Georgia and he's going to be the next great Georgia running back guys. There is unless he he saw for some Zamir White level uh catastrophic injuries. There's very little doubt in my mind that, that is what happens. Uh but uh, Raheem that Sanders at Arkansas, he is just such a smooth athlete for 6'2, 220. They wanted him to play wide receiver. He got there and he was just such a good running back that they said, screw it. He's already deleting that backfield and, in, in snaps and touches and the thing that i like about the most about him is he is very flexible which is a very weird thing to say but like hip and ankle flexibility his ability to cut quickly and to kind of make himself small is just in my opinion unparalleled for a freshman running back that size it's really really special i wish that we could go back
1: and see where everyone rankings were on on raheem sanders to start because now we're all except for matt bruning who has him at 34 we're all right around the same place i have him at 20 i've had him in my top 20 since we had the rankings uh collins at 23 austin's at 17 alfred's at 18 so we're right around but i feel like some people had him in the 50s and much lower than he is now all right um Rather than think about the 2025 class and whether I'm going to take Relique Brown or Branson Robinson or Nicholas Singleton or somebody like that, I'm just going to make it easy. I'm going to take George Pickens. Um, Potential, and I don't know why I'm doing that. I feel like I said his name, so I I need to add it here. But George George Pickens, a great freshman season. He is not a separator, and I do not like uh, players who are kind of contested catch artists. But he is uh, very physical. Um, I think that he's driven to succeed. Um, but he's really only had one good season. So that feels risky. And actually, I immediately regret making that pick now. I would have gone elsewhere. But um, for the sake of time and for the sake of getting through this uh, this draft, well, I'll take George Pickens. I'd, I would not. Have, if I had time to think about it, I would not take George Pickens there. All right. And round, we went through that super fast in round one. Uh, B. John Robinson, then Trey Henderson, Kayshaun Boutte, Jameer Gibbs, Caleb Williams, Bryce Young, Tank Bigsby, Zach Evans, Quinn Ewers, Jackson Smith and Digba, Jackson Dark and Josh. I love the Josh Downs, Quentin Johnston. Like if I got that in a real draft, I would be very uh, satisfied with it. Jadon Blue uh, is the second pick in the the second round. Michael Mayer, L.J. Johnson, Xavier Worthy, Jojo Earl. Will Shipley, Drew Aller, a Jai Hall, a Guy Hall, Kyle McCord, Raheem Sanders, and then that last pick, George Pickens. Any other words, boys, before we close it out?
2: Yeah. So just just reading that right there, you just read off the list. I mean, C.J. Stroud not drafted, Spencer Rattler not drafted, Sam Hewart, J.J. McCarthy. Wide receivers, you got, what, Rakeem Jarrett, uh, Parker Washington, Ja'Cory Brooks, yeah. Marvin Harrison, all didn't get drafted. Jermaine Running Burton. backs, Jermaine Burton. Uh, well, you took Will Shipley, right? Yep, yeah, I did. Felix? Okay. So, I mean, you yeah. got Sean Tucker, who's a guy who's really risen up for us, Blake Corum as well, Devin Neal, uh, Donovan Edwards. None of those guys got drafted, and neither did Brock Bowers, interestingly enough. So, just, just thought I'd throw that. There's some very interesting names still that would be available.
1: All right, that's it. We're done. Check out all the content around the campus to Canton family. Of course, the Campus to Kent Podcast channel, Kentbound, Campus Life, Fantasy Round Roundtable. Why wait till Sunday in your favorite podcast? Debate. That's a, that's a lot. Like my favorite podcast is absolutely Campus Life. Um, but that is going to be our show for tonight. Apologies to Kirk, Kirk Street. We ran out of time. That that draft it just went too long. But we will get him rescheduled soon. For Matt Bruning and Austin Mace, I'm Felix Sharp. Good night and good luck side of the field intercepted by Eli Apple at the 25 and Apple will go to the ground at the 32 and that's
2: it Ohio State national champions for the eighth time as they defeat Oregon 42 to 20 Here's Tua
1: stepping back, loads up, looks long, throws, end zone, touchdown Touchdown, Alabama! Devontae Smith, touchdown Alabama! And the Crimson Tide has once again ascended to the top of the college football mountain, their fifth national championship in nine years, their 17th overall. Watson takes a snap and rolls right. Looks at the end zone. Hunter the caught it. Touchdown! 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 With a second left, Watson hits Renfro. And Clemson grabs a 34-31 lead and is one second away from the second national championship in school history. Hill. Just in front of his end zone, has a man out there. It is Ranger, and he's up to the races. Nobody will catch him. 93 yards for the freshman. Made the adjustments in the second quarter. Dobbins again, more than 10 yards per carry. He'll add to that. Goodbye. Touchdown, Ohio State. From 52 yards.